We find it really hard to place ourselves further in the future. But the more you can train yourself to do that in those moments, the more you are going to start to act in alignment with the bigger picture, with what you actually want out of your life. I am your host, Sherilyn Carter, founder of The Confidence Cake and Travel Addicts UK. This podcast is all about allowing women to release their inner queen of confidence and tackle the world of social media with ease whilst growing through what they go through. So if you're ready to embrace this new phase of the digital era and find and create opportunities for you to grow, succeed and achieve all of the things that you dream of, then this is the right place for you. Using social media as a tool, I have been able to leave my corporate job and transition into a full-time business owner, creating multiple streams of income. Whether you are someone who's interested in transitioning from the corporate world by finding new opportunities through social media, or whether you're looking for actionable steps to break through your comfort zone, or you just need a sprinkle of motivation in your life, then keep listening. I'll be sharing topics that cover travel, online marketing, content creation, personal development of all kinds, and of course, lots of nudges to get you out of your comfort zone. So join me on this journey of The Sherilyn Show and stay tuned for what's to come. excited to have you here and not only is it me today you've got a very special treat because I've got my lovely friend Rachel who's going to be joining and I'm going to give you a bit of an intro on her in a second but I just thought I'd let you know guys I'm in Bali as you know and I've just checked into a co-working co-living hotel so it's very different vibe obviously I've been here for a couple of weeks now and at first it was very much poolside villa vibes and then now I'm in like the getting serious mode so with that in mind there should be some more podcast episodes coming your way and there shouldn't be so many gaps anymore so you know just keep your eyes peeled for more episodes so without any further ado I am going to introduce Rachel so Rachel is an amazing friend of mine we've known each other since we were 16 years old and we've kind of grown together um, as people but also as business owners side by side so it's been really cool to watch her journey and I'm so excited for her to share it with you today so I'll let her introduce herself but just to give you a little bit of a background Rachel is an online fat loss and mindset coach so she specializes in helping people with fat loss and obviously breaking through some of those mindset things so what we're going to be talking about today is all about building healthy habits in every way so I'm going to hand you the floor Rachel so you can give a probably a better introduction than I can um, and let everyone know what you're all about hello thank you for having me on I'm excited we've been meaning to do this for so long so I was long. trying to think back like I th- I'm sure it was like during COVID that we were like we need to do a podcast <laughs> episode and now here we are and you're the other side of the world and we're finally getting to do it um Thank you for the introduction. So yes, I am an online fat loss and mindset coach and I work with predominantly women. I used to be an in-person gym floor PT and then as COVID unraveled and we went through all of that, I then transitioned online. So that's what I do full time now. And yeah, it's just, it's an amazing, it keeps me on my toes. I'm constantly learning and developing as a coach. And I think it's, um, yeah, it's it's just an exciting kind of job role to be in and career and business. And yeah, so that's me. Oh, <laughs> I love to hear that. So it's just, honestly, as you were speaking then, it was just making me laugh because honestly, like this journey of entrepreneurship and business and all of these different things is such a struggle. And whenever you see those memes that go around where it's like, oh, me and my friends just like sending each other podcast episodes, like, and it's basically voice messages. That is me and Rachel, like all throughout the week, we'll have like crazy stuff go on. It's like the absolute roller coaster. At the beginning of the day, we're like, oh my gosh, I've just had an amazing walk. We've started the day really well. I feel really organized. <laughs> by three o'clock, we're pulling our <laughs> hair out. By seven, we're like, this is the best job ever. By 11, we're like, I quit. Like, You know what so- I always notice as well? It's like, I'll be on a high and then you're like having this like struggle of a day and then vice versa, you're on a high and I'm like, I can't even talk to you right now about that because right now <laughs> I'm pulling my hair out. <laughs> 
stressed <laughs> and I'm quitting and I'm going to get a normal job. That's always the phrase, isn't it? I'm getting a normal job. I've had enough. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm so glad that for whatever reason, I think the universe is trying to protect us because we are always on the opposite side. Yeah. I think if we ever are both on that low, like, yeah, I don't know, I'm gonna have to block what you. Would happen, That's good. What would happen? <laughs> but you know, with all that said, both of us, even though it might not sound like it, we wouldn't change it for the world. Like it has been an amazing experience and it's so rewarding. Um, but it is just one of those things that just comes with its constant struggle. And a lot of that struggle is the mindset and it's the inner stuff. So that's what we're talking about a little bit about today. And also talk about those habits and those little things and practices that we can do to when we are going through that roller coaster of emotions um, to stay kind of with our head in the game and still get things done. So let's start from the beginning of this particular journey. So tell everybody how you have now got to the point of being an online fat loss and mindset coach. What's been the journey for you? And how did you first know that this was something that you wanted to pursue? You know what? I want to say that I have always wanted to do this, but I almost kind of fell into it. So from, you know, from very young age, I was always really interested in dancing and stuff like that. So I went to uni, I did a musical theatre degree. And when I finished that, I think I was in... I think you're a bit naive going into like to do a degree in musical theatre because it's it's cutthroat right and so when I finished I was like I don't know if I'm going to be able to pursue this and make a career out of it and I I came back home because I was um at uni in Essex and then I came back home and uh, there was this job going at a female only gym as a receptionist and I was like you know what I don't know what I want to do with my life so that's a really good kind of I'll just do that and you know gain a bit of experience get a bit of money in the bank and then it kind of just evolved from there. I worked as a receptionist, started doing some of my qualifications and then that ended. I got made redundant because they shut the gym down and I went over to Australia and traveled around Australia for two years. And I came back whilst I was in Australia. I was like, I want to just continue this fitness thing. Like, it's just something that I feel like, I don't know. I just have always loved to be active. Um, and I've always really found like psychology so interesting like how the brain works how people work how, you know I've always been into like just reading people and reading the room and people watching and all of that so when I came back I was like right I'm going to really kind of go for this um and so once I got back from Australia I did some more qualifications and then started working in a gym and I think I've worked since coming back from Australia I think I've worked in like three gyms um and yeah so I think I in in total I was a gym floor PT for maybe six or seven years um and then I slowly began to realize that you know what there's only so much you can do in that one-to-one -one session with a client there's only so much that you can talk about there's only so much that you can dissect it as as their uh, part of their week and so I started to look into more online coaching and this was starting to become quite popular. People, more people were talking about it and I dipped my toes in a little bit, started to understand actually how much impact you can have when you transition online and you, you take clients online, you get to look at their whole life, not just that one hour session that you have with them, you know, once, twice, three times a week, you get to look at like how their sleep is, how their mindset is, how the relationship with food is, their habits, you know, their, the the kind of support that they have on the outside and it was just like a slow transition COVID happened I came back after COVID a, a lot of my clients transitioned with me online during COVID and then I came back to the gym once it had all back opened again and the gym basically wanted us to go fully employed and bear in mind like I've spent the past seven years being self-employed and built my business from scratch, you know, built my name, uh, you know, as it is. And I was just not willing to give my business away and give my clients, you know, over to the gym. And then the gym would basically pay me. And I just, so from that point, I'm, I made the decision. I was like, no, I'm going fully online. So then that's where I am. And I've been doing it just over a year now. So it's, here we are. It's so amazing. I'm so proud of you, Rach. And what, what really strikes me as you're talking about that is, you know, like I said, me and Rachel have been friends for years now. So I actually remember um, after um, Rachel had come back from South um, from Australia, me and her actually went on a holiday to South America and we traveled all around, went to Brazil, Argentina, Bolivia, Peru. And we were actually on a bus. We're on like this long bus ride. 
and we were looking out the window there's just all these beautiful sights to look at in South America like the landscape changes so dramatically and Rachel said to me you know what I'm going to do when I get home <laughs> and then that's when you told me you're like I'm going to go into it. I'm going to become a personal trainer and that was it was almost like this light bulb moment so I remember that conversation and then also just as clearly I remember that conversation that we had during lockdown when we were doing all of our podcast episode voice messages back and forth when you said I'm gonna do this because you toyed around with it for a long time the online yeah. space and it was like oh shall I shan't I shall I shan't I and you know it was almost like the universe gave you no choice it was like and I think I even it. said that to you I was like yeah. I feel like if if that hadn't have happened I'm not sure I'd have I'd have took the plunge because I almost needed that decision to be made for me and for me, in that moment when they said either go employed or leave, I was like, "There's no, there's, there's no question about what I'm going to do then, because I, I'm no way am I giving you everything that I've built." So yeah. yeah, definitely feel like it may not have happened as soon, or even yet, um, if that hadn't have been the case. Exactly, I definitely feel like you were backed into a corner, and I think that it was the best thing that could yeah. ever happen. And, you know, it's amazing because lockdown has been so prevalent in all of our lives. Some reasons for, you know, very negative reasons, some for really positive reasons. But I do think it's amazing to now look back and just see some of the significant changes that we probably wouldn't have made had we not, you know, experienced that. Because there's just nothing like it. There's no, mm -hmm. there was no other life world event that would have had such an impact on all of us individually with the way that we live our life. You know, so much of life now is lived digitally and even the fact that I'm in Bali at the moment probably wouldn't have happened if I didn't learn so much from Facebook groups Facebook communities content meeting people online because that then gave me the confidence seeing people you know living their dream in Bali and having access to different cafes and where to work and where who to meet and everything gave me the confidence to come out here much the same as you, you know, having no choice but to train people from at home and, you know, working with them digitally online, it then gave you the confidence to go, you know what, this actually is a thing and this actually can work. I can get them results. Yeah. So I think sometimes you just need those little nudges. What do you think? And yeah, I was just going to interrupt you then. And then I was like, stop it. <laughs> um, but I think it's one of those things, right? When now looking back, I think so much changed for so many people. You know, people yeah. had a greater appreciation of getting outside daily. People had a greater appreciation of just the simple things. And I actually think for as as many negative things that happened during that time for a lot of people, there are also some positives that come out of it that, you know, you're, you're, you're more grateful for certain things. You spend time doing things that are actually more important to you. And had you have not had that time to just pause and the world stop, you know, things might not have, you know, progressed that the way they have been for certain people. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that the appreciation is probably the biggest thing, particularly because I think as much as we live life online, we also, you know, have to look up. We've got to smell the roses, like you've got to see what else is out there. And I think people are taking steps and, and you know, go like you said, going outside, like going for walks and doing things that we probably take for granted every day. So, mm. yeah, no, that is really interesting. So, all right, let's switch gears a little bit. So I want to find out a bit about your journey, what's been going on internally, because obviously there's a lot of mindset stuff going on. So what have you learned about yourself since taking these uncomfortable steps to get to where you are today? A lot. You know, like when I think about this, because obviously you, you kind of mentioned that you were going to talk down this line uh, of um, topic and conversation. And I was like, what have I learned about myself? And I think the biggest thing that stands out for me is that I am way more resilient than I realized. And I think you, it's only when you are, you are kind of in that situation that you realize those things, you know, I've been through not, not massive things, but especially business-wise, like everything that happened with COVID thing, you know, uh, previous to that, the gym decided to start charging us a massive amount of rent, uh, you know, clients leaving all of this this stuff it I've actually had that time to reflect and be like I'm actually quite resilient throughout all of this um yeah. so I think that's something interesting and something that I've learned about myself and that I'm always going to be okay like I will be okay no matter how devastating this feels in this moment I will always find a way to come out of this to take a detour whatever needs to happen 
And I think that's probably one of the, the biggest things that I've learned about myself. Another thing is that I massively overthink. And I know me and you have had like <laughs> so many conversations about this. I get overwhelmed so quickly and I overthink things. Is this the right thing I should be saying or doing? Or have I made the right choice? Am I doing enough? And all of these different things. And for me, one of the things I've learned is I have to be um really on top of my own personal habits and have my my non-negotiables in place you know if I don't get my walk outside if I don't go and do my training session if I'm not eating you know a nourishing diet all of these things kind of form the foundation of everything so they are like my not like my pillars like they're they're like my anchor points and if I don't have those then when I'm overthinking or getting overwhelmed or I have like a, a a bout of anxiety like that is 10 times 10 times worse 10 times bigger everything seems even worse so I think having those anchors in place really helps me to manage those kind of feelings yeah and it is it's amazing what you say as well even just about resilience because I definitely think it's a trait that if you are someone I mean all of us have to have a, a, a you know a level of resilience anyway to be able to get through life but I think that particularly you know as business owners and people that have to continuously put yourself out there there is a level of resilience that is just un unbelievable <laughs> like it is outrageous and it gives you a whole new level of respect when you are in you know you're, you're working self-employed or you're putting yourself out there online and sharing things that are quite vulnerable like it gives you a whole new found respect for the people that are really going for it yeah. when you know how hard it is and 100%. what I also think is quite fascinating is that you saying that something you've learned about yourself is that you've got resilience, but these are the things that I've always seen in you. Mm. And it's really fascinating that we don't see the, those big important traits in ourselves for quite the same way. Yeah, no, but because it, you are too in it to see the, the, the whole picture sometimes, you know, mm. if you were whatever it is that is causing you stress or that is uh, kind of thrown you off whatever you're so in it emotionally that you don't look at the bigger picture and kind of pause and go hold on I've overcome this this and that and it's having friends like you and my partner and uh, and just to remind you like you can do this you have done this this and this you have overcame those things in your business already like you are going to be okay so it's it, it's, it's exactly that it's you can't actually see it when you're in it but having people around you to say these things is is positive and helps yeah and, and you know what I actually want to like pass this over to the listeners to take a moment so please do listen to this and then pause but one thing I would love you to kind of reflect on is uh, some of the things that have made you who you are today some of those resilient moments we've all got these almost like crossroads where it's fight or flight and a lot of the time you know we do take that fight action but we don't even realize we're doing it because we don't feel that there's another choice but those fight decisions have obviously led you to where you are today so I just want you to really reflect on some of those moments that you've had and how they've impacted where you are now and take the time to acknowledge how far you've come because I think that we can very often go through life feeling like failures feeling like we've not done anything but the reason isn't because we have failed it's just because we're not acknowledging the successes that we've made we just kind of pass them by we're like oh okay on to the next one on to the next one on to the next one but the failures will sure hold on to them <laughs> we'll sure yeah. bring those back and you know keep digging those up but the successes we just kind of take them for granted so take the time to reflect on that um and yeah you know let me know what you come up with drop me a dm if there's anything that comes up for you that you want to share i am i love getting these kind of messages okay so the other thing i want to talk about is social media obviously so tell us how the evolution of social media has had a positive impact on your journey as we're working online now uh, well, I wouldn't have a business if I didn't have social media, really. Um, but I guess the the positive impact that it's had is that you're able to connect with people that you may not necessarily ever meet in real life, whether it's that's a location thing or, um, you know, just a type of person that you wouldn't really ever get, you know, put in front of. And I just think that social media has allowed people to create these businesses and anything's possible right I think that's one thing that I've now seen like you can you can do whatever you want in the online space like anything people have started businesses over like folding paper or like you know like 
feeding their baby. Like people have started like full blown businesses over this thing that we all are engaged in. And it's the random things that people are interested in and things that you don't think are going to be interesting in from yourself. Actually, people find fascinating. And so I think that the impact that has had is that you constantly think, okay, you know, when you're having those days where you're doubting things or you're particularly struggling with something, just reminding yourself, like, there are people out there who are making massive businesses out of the simplest of things. And yeah. I have this thing that can help transform someone's life. And it's just, it's just that confirmation of the, of it. Do, do you know what I mean? There's Definitely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was even saying earlier, there's videos that I watch that the videos that get my attention tend to be the most mundane, you know, like <laughs> random things that people are doing. And it just brings me so much joy just seeing everyday people, you know, talking about things that, are, 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 you know, not even that exciting, but the personality that I would never have met. Like you said, it's the people that live way on the other side of the world who, you know, I just would never have crossed paths with. No. But we've come close to them because of social media. So it is really powerful. And I don't think that we've even tapped into how powerful it can be. Like it, we're only just at the beginning of this whole journey. I feel like influencer marketing, TikTok, like everyday people, like even before, I feel like Instagram was very curated. It was very much like, get the filter perfect on the picture, it. perfect yeah. it. Yeah, like everything was like that. Now we're going even further. So we're making it like a whole new thing. So there's a, there's something called grandfluencers right I don't know if you guys know this but I saw it the other day and it is a whole era of older people elderly people who are absolutely killing it on social media oh I love that and it is amazing I love it they're literally like you know bearded men that all dress up cool with their like little top hat and you know they're freaking walking catwalks and stuff like this stuff was not possible it was not possible that's what I love about it is it like things things we never thought were possible without like before social media the you know the average person would never have they'd have stayed in like a corporate job and there's nothing wrong with that but it has now opened up this whole new world to people opportunities people are making money just off their personality and just being them and I just think it's fascinating like some of the people that I follow I just watch them do like unboxing their lunch boxes like what is that like why am I interested honestly your algorithm do you know what I mean like she can then sell things like her own line of lunch boxes or like you know beauty products whatever I just think it's absolutely fascinating and I love it yeah and the the, you know it's endless isn't it it's absolutely endless there's and a woman that I watch, for example, who used to work at Walmart, and all she does is just talk about random scenarios at Walmart. <laughs> That's just literally what she does. And then now she's like sponsored by Walmart because oh my she's, God, she's like that bringing people crazy. into the business. It's like a massive company that she used to work for. And then now they're collaborating with her. Like, it's just so powerful. So honestly, guys, like do not underestimate. I know everyone's got some like silly ideas, something they'd love to share, something they'd love to talk about. Just do it. Like, What's the worst that can happen? Have a bit of fun. Um, you know, don't take yourself too seriously and just see where it goes. Because I think if there's something niggling inside of you and it's just telling you to do it, then you're all it's never going to go away. That voice is only going to get louder and louder. So I just think just listen to it, give it a try. Um, and you, you know, the possibilities are endless. So yeah. Okay, cool. I've got more questions. So I'm getting excited now. So <laughs> I as go we go down into that rabbit hole. I know, right? let's go down. Right, let's get TikTok out. Come on, let's yeah. have a look. <laughs> So as we know, how things look on the outside, particularly social media and life and all of that stuff, um, aren't always as they seem. So what are some of the most challenging things about working in the health industry in particular, like particularly in like, it's a lot of responsibility in, in any industry. So I'm really interested to know what that's like for you and what yeah, might people think- understand. You know, it's a huge responsibility and I never underestimate that you have, especially, in you know, as an online fat loss coach and mindset coach, you have the ability to impact someone's relationship with food, impact their body image, uh, you know, everything. And so I don't take that lightly. Um, I think the health and fitness industry is somewhat frustrating for someone who is in it, but also I imagine for people who are on the outside of it, it's becomes 
very black and white. It's this works for me, uh, or this is the way you have to do this. You can't do that, or you need to do this. And, and that black and white way of thinking, there's so much gray in the middle that people are missing because they're hearing it from one side of the, the, you know, one side argument. And then on the other side, and that frustrates the hell out of me because there's so, there's so much that is different for every person. Everyone is an individual, right? And you have personal preferences you have a history you have um like circumstances per- your personality all of these things make whatever you are trying to do like whatever method you're using it it makes it difficult for one person and easy for the other and i think that's people are always trying to put people in boxes and that's one thing that i found really struggle like i really struggled with in the beginning was like where do i sit like i don't think everyone should diet i'm not like massive pro diet everyone needs to diet but then I'm not anti-diet and I remember speaking to you like I just was so lost because I was like I feel like I want to be in this middle bit like where for some people fat loss is going to be beneficial for other people it's not and no matter what I can help you achieve your goal you know taking your whole health into consideration and that was something that I really struggled with this black and white way of thinking it has to be this way it has to be that way and I think gradually I've started to find you know what where I sit in that and what I feel comfortable with and what I have knowledge in and experience in and I think a lot of the time what's great in theory is not necessarily going to be great in practice because we are all individual we are have all had a certain amount of experience with dieting or with struggles with our body image and so trying to say this is the way that it has to be that doesn't that doesn't take into consideration all of these other things yeah I totally get what you mean and it's really interesting as well because a point that you made was that you know there's all different types of people like you could have come from all different backgrounds or different relationships with food or different relationships with working out like some people might see working out as a punishment some people might see it as a, a thing that they have to do to stay happy like there's just so many different types of people different types of personalities but also you've got to take into consideration even the same person can have different phases where they need different things in life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, five years ago, I might have needed a completely different health and fitness plan to what I might need now. And in another five years, another five years, you've got to take into so many different, you know, into consideration, so many different factors as to what that person's going through at that particular time in life. You know, there's things, if you've got, you know, a baby on the way, you know, you're probably going to be very different to how you would be if you weren't, or you, there's all sorts of different things. So, And it's the sacrifices that come with that. I think, you know, people yeah. are like, oh, you have to look a certain way to be classed as fit or healthy or whatever. But for a lot of these people, they have a whole team that's helping, you know, if you look at fitness influencers and models, they have, they get paid to look like that. Right. And for other people, you almost, you know, other people, us regular people, but you know, (laughs) you have to kind of look at, well, what is my life? What's important to me in my life? What are my priorities and what am I willing to sacrifice? Okay. I potentially could look something like that, but I would have to sacrifice date nights with my partner. I would have to sacrifice taking the kids to school because I am, you know, uh, in the gym or whatever it might be. You have to look at what you're seeing and be like, okay, as much as that might be nice to look that way or feel like that, whatever, or be able to do that exercise routine, whatever it might be. You also have to then go, but what's important to me? And would I be willing to sacrifice everything that I have in my life that, would need to be sacrificed in order for me to achieve that I'm not saying that you have to sacrifice like huge amounts of things when you are you know improving your health and fitness but some level of sacrifice will have to come especially even more so when you are trying to get to the kind of higher levels of like leanness or fitness whatever yeah yeah. and and that's really important to you know I think that everything and I don't want this to sound like negative so I don't think that sacrifice is a negative thing I think that it's a choice at the end of the day However, you know, there's always going to be some kind of trade off. Yes, of course, you know, people can have the big, you know, multi million pound business or whatever, but you have to know that's going to come with some sacrifices. It's going to come with some hard work, getting out of your comfort zone, you know, speaking to people, like feeling uncomfortable, getting hives because you're so nervous about public speaking. Like everything comes with something, you know. But you've been on this podcast now, it's probably a bit of a sacrifice. It's like, all right, I've got this to do today, I've got this to do today, but I'm going to do this podcast. You know, we're always making choices. 
Um, and I guess it's just about figuring out what that choice is. And I think that this is something that's really special about what Rachel does is that she doesn't just go, okay, what's your fitness goal? Okay, right, we need to do X, Y, and Z. She looks at your entire lifestyle. I'm talking, she's looking at like, what are the big occasions that are coming up this year? What are some of the, you know, some of the events that are a bit distracting that might kind of get in the way of some of this? What are your plans with, you know, family planning? Like there's all sorts of things that play into the bigger picture. And I think that it's important to know the context of someone's health journey and not just the goal of the health journey. And what they look like as well. Like you can look at someone and be like, they look really healthy, but then they've got an eating disorder or not saying everyone who looks fit and healthy has an eating disorder, but you just never know. So just judging people on their appearance and saying they must be fit and healthy is not, is not like that. That's not true. You don't know the ins and outs of everything. Yeah, it's not a fair representation. So I think it's just really mindful. You know, I think sometimes we can sit here scrolling on TikTok or scrolling on Instagram, looking at someone with some amazing abs eating our packet of crisps and be like, I could be, I should be like that. But then, you know, we don't know the ins and outs. And like I said, this is where social media can be a bit tricky because not everyone is very good at portraying what's really going on, you know, what, what, what really is required. Like even some of the workouts, like I'm all for it. I love a workout video because I can learn the techniques, but I'm looking at these people on the workout video. I'm thinking, look, I do not look like that when I'm working out. My eyebrows are not done. I've not got my lashes on. I've not got freaking highlighter on my cheeks. Like it's not happening. (laughs) So you do have to be mindful. Like Jim might not look as glamorous in real life as it does on Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. And that, you know what, that relates so much back to social media as a whole. I think the people who get the most kind of like um, resonated audience and the people who are like have these like loyal followings are the people who are really real because we are looking for that authenticity throughout everything. And I think if you can show up as yourself and as close to, you know, authentic as possible, I say it like that because there are some things that you may not want to share on social media, but I think the more you can be you, people will be drawn to that people will be magnetized to that because we want that level of kind of normal like I want to feel like you're like me like okay I don't work out wearing all my makeup or I don't look like that when I'm running or I don't do you know and so the more that you can do that in in your content it's going to attract the right people to you yeah and they're going to stick around as well like you know I don't want people to only stick around when I look good like I actually want them to still be present when I'm just looking a hot mess I've got a spot on the middle of my head (laughs) stay involved okay so something else I wanted to ask is you are to me you are the queen of habits like I feel like you know all the habit hacks and things so what I want to ask is how does having habits or struggling to maintain habits impact the clients that you work with or yourself personally I love how you call me the queen of habits because honestly, <laughs> like I struggle with keeping habits, breaking habits, you know, all of that. We all struggle with it. And I think the first thing that you want to do when you, you kind of start talking about habits, like habits is a huge topic, right? This like, it's massive, like way more, more than for this one podcast. But I think when you look at like what a habit is, right? Sort of about 40 to 50% of our behaviors day to day are habitual Uh, you know you can the way you make a coffee the way you brush your teeth the way you shower the way you put your makeup on a lot of that is habitual and automatic and the reason we create habits is because the 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 brain is constantly going through this process of like how can I make this easier how can I make this more automatic so that it takes up less effort conscious effort and so when you look at that and you start to understand, okay, habits are there to make my life easier. It doesn't necessarily mean that they always have to be habits that are going to support you. We can, you know, we can build habits that are going to have a negative impact. And yeah. so when you look at like what are the habit, I think that's so important that you understand what habits are there for. They are there to make things easier for you. But unfortunately, a lot of the time it works just the same for quote unquote bad habits as it does for good habits. And so going back to kind of like the the kind of the question that you originally asked was about you know maintaining habits and I think we when you break down what like a habit actually looks like it's you have this cue or this trigger okay so that's the start of this cycle 
from there you have this response or behavior so you have the cue or the trigger and then you have this behavior that follows and then somewhere after that behavior you get this reward and so you end up having this reinforcing pattern because your body your brain is like okay I've had this reward once I've had this you know I've had the trigger and then I've done the behavior and then I've got the reward so it starts to form this and starts to get stronger and stronger the more that it's repeated and you connect all of them don't you you connect it all together as one thing yeah exactly and you you know there's studies where people they they did this study with um dogs i know this is going to be really random but i find it fascinating that they managed to do this study uh, and don't quote me on it because i can't remember the details of it exactly but they taught these dogs that when they were going to have this bell when they heard the sound of this bell they would get this bowl of food right and so gradually over time this is quite a famous study so i might be butchering it but <laughs> so if you've heard about it i'm really i'm really sorry but no, they no. then ended up getting to the point where the dogs would anticipate as soon as they heard the bell so they would start slobbering saliva everywhere even though there was no sign of food yet so they have that kind of like craving and that's another part of the habit loop is that you have this kind of build-up of cravings once you have that trigger or that cue and they form a massive all of we have all of these habit loops within our life you you know if it's bedtime your the cue is that it's 10 o'clock the the behavior is that I brush my teeth and have a shower the reward is that I get into bed with a fresh breath and I have a clean body and that and I feel nice and snug and ready for sleep we have them absolutely everywhere the issue is say oh I was actually just going to say there like how you said about the dogs with the saliva thing and how they associate it with the sound it's like the same with also bad habits where people might have a drink and then they associate the alcohol with a cigarette and yeah. it's like that's what I do only only when I have a drink that's when I was sick and then that's why you do get those part-time smokers because it's a habit more and, than and, anything and that trick they, they are they're um getting that trigger right they're seeing that that cue when they're having a drink they don't yeah. have that cue in normal life they don't you know yeah. get to work and have that drink cue but that is built into this habit that whenever they have a drink they also have a cigarette and you can look at the same thing with emotions as well whenever I feel stressed that is my trigger I then have the behavior that I turn to food for comfort. I then have the reward of feeling that temporary comfort, feeling that dopamine hit that I get from these kind of delicious foods. And again, that becomes a habit and you're forming that loop. I think the issue that I see within myself and with my clients is that most bad habits, quote unquote, whatever that bad habit seems to you, is that you get that positive benefit almost immediately with the negative impact following much later down the line. If you think about like things like smoking, um, you think about like late nights watching, binge watching Netflix or, you know, eating a, a massive amount of processed, you know, ultra processed food. You, the immediate feeling is something of a positive, Great. right? <laughs> But the the later down the line is when you start to see the negative impact of that. If that if that habit is habitual and it well, so habits are habitual, but if that habit is repeated time and time again, you will only see the impact of the the negative side of that later down the line. Whereas when you look at quote unquote good habits, often these feel more uncomfortable in the moment, but have a payoff late like a good payoff later down the line and so yeah. that is something that I find really important when working with clients is that they understand that there's going to be this upfront cost to things then the payoff's going to come later if you are you know if you go to the gym you're not really going to get any massive benefit there and then yeah you might feel a little bit better but you're probably going to feel uncomfortable as well especially if you don't want to get up you know you're having a nice lion uh, especially if you've got other things at work to be doing there's going to be that amount of discomfort initially but you have to play the long game and I think getting my clients to think like that not getting them to think like that but encouraging them to remember that you are not just doing it for that immediate feeling you're doing it for the bigger picture does that make sense a hundred percent and it makes and honestly I've never really thought about it like that that the the bad habits you know overall tend to be the one where you get the instant reward which is Mm -hmm. why they are the bad habit because you know of course, we're going to turn to that first. It's the quickest thing. It's the quickest fix. 
um you know who wants to play the long game when I'm feeling stressed who wants to play the long game when I'm hungry now you know and and it with this is that delayed gratification this is something I always speak about with my clients and with my uh, my content is being able to postpone that immediate gain or like resist that immediate pleasure because you have this longer reward that's coming later down the line in favor of that and the more you can practice delaying that gratification and taking control of the not immediately responding with your same habits and behaviors just because you've had that trigger or that cue it's hard like it's like a muscle you have to train it and I'm not sitting here saying that I do it all the time you know (laughs) if I'm like watching a film on Netflix and it's a Saturday night my cue is sitting watching Netflix the risk like the the um behavior that follows that response is that okay let's have some chocolate and you know we are all susceptible to it but I think it's about choosing which habits are actually going to serve you long term and overall and also being aware I think you know even just pointing that out to people you know because we might not even necessarily connect the dots with our habits we just think that that's something that we do but actually we might not associate the trigger and the habit and, and might not realize what the cycle is. Whereas if we've got the awareness over what the cycle is, we're more likely to, when we're in the middle of it, go, ah, okay, I've got a choice about this behavior now. What am I going to do? And you've got the option, you know, you've always got the option, but it's just sometimes awareness can be the biggest thing. Mm. In, and in I think a- the biggest, the, the hardest thing about it is that we, we find it really hard to imagine what four years from now feels like or 10 years from now feels like. So if we can have that, that response there and then something pleasurable there and then it's really hard to imagine but hold on like in 10 years time I'm going to be really grateful that I kept up with this exercise routine or I didn't keep eating cookies after I'd had one or you know and we we find it really hard to place ourselves further in the future but the more you can train yourself to do that in those moments the more you are going to start to act in alignment with the bigger picture with what you actually want out of your life whether that's health whether that's business whether that's you know family whatever it is the more you can just look and just take a pause this is another thing that I speak to my clients about all the time is just taking a pause first looking at your choices which one are you going to be more happy with tomorrow or next week and then taking ownership of that choice okay if you want to have that extra slice of cake or you want to have uh, I don't know you know a couple of glasses of wine on a Friday night are you okay with that choice and will you be okay with it when you wake up tomorrow morning will you be like you know what? I really enjoyed that glass of wine I really wanted it we had a really nice evening or will you be like oh, I really didn't need it and I'm so annoyed at myself and you know it can go it can go two ways really but I think that that's also really an interesting point you know when we make any choice like I said it's always a choice I think it's about making intentional choices. Sometimes we're going to want the slice of cake. And you know what? I'm going to be so freaking happy that I had the slice of cake. I loved it. I had buttercream, I had strawberries. It was all great. And that's okay. But mm. you have to be prepared to take ownership of that and mm. just kind of be like, I am not going to do content this week because I want to have a break. It's better for my mental health. Let me take a step back. Or I'm not going to do it and I'm going to kick myself for the rest of the week. You know, mm-hmm. that's not that's not going to fly around here. You've got to kind of make these intentional choices. Um, don't get me wrong I, I say about this intentional there are still times where I work, work on autopilot in all areas of my life and then I'm like oh crap I should have that uh, that was I should have made a better choice then so it's, out there yeah, yeah. it's, it's not no me. one is perfect no one is going through life making all these really informed decisions but it's the big decisions the more you can take control of that and that those you know whether it's having an impact on your personal life your physical health your financial life business whatever that it's the big things that really matter you are always going to fall into auto autopilot at some point we are all doing yeah. that our brain is is created that for us it wants that but the big ones and sometimes the little ones I guess the more you can practice it the better yeah so then okay talking about practice what are some of the practices that you use to get better better at tracking and sort of sticking to the habits that you've set for yourself um I guess it's the same for what I use with my clients like some form of accountability whether that is like a spreadsheet with stuff on or um you know there's all sorts of and it different things work for different people some people love the app side of things where they can track habits and tick them off um but 
there's so many different things I'm a very much a visual person like I want to know like if I've hit my step count six days out of the seven like I want to see that and it also gives you that that feedback that okay I am being consistent and I think one of the the most important things is getting that feedback the actions that I'm taking can I see that I am doing this consistently enough to kind of say that I'm moving in the right direction so having that feedback is really important. And then also celebrating that. Oh my God, I've, I've done out of the month, I've hit my steps, just as an example, like 24 days out of a 30 day month, whatever. Like that to me, that I can then look at that and be like, I'm being fairly successful with what I'm setting out to achieve. And another thing that I do with, especially with my clients and with myself, but more so with my clients is we set minimum and maximum targets. So with your habits, you don't want to be like, this is my hab- this is my target and I have to hit this. Anything less is not good enough. So with yeah. a lot of my clients, what that might look like is we set a step target and we say your minimum is 6,000, but your maximum or your optimal is 10,000. If you can head somewhere in between that, you're covering your bases with the 6,000 as an example, um, and that's doable for you. But if you're having a great day where you've not got too much on and you can get towards the, the optimal side of things, you can go that little bit higher and having that range just removes some of that all or nothing. It's not like I exactly and it takes into the consideration some of those days where you are really busy or it isn't as much of a priority or you know you we all have these lives but that are uh, dynamic and that change and so if you're constantly saying if I don't hit this one target then I failed then you're setting yourself up to fail because what you actually want to be doing is like having that range and being like anywhere between these numbers or anywhere between this and that if I can achieve those then I'm on course rather than being like it has to be this one number or above yeah no I totally get you thank you so much girl honestly I'm absolutely loving this so what I'm gonna do now is I'm gonna so the last couple of questions I ask uh what I ask for all of my guests so I'm gonna give you that Mm. um but before we do that guys if you haven't already connected with Rachel please make sure that you do it's RS Fitness UK RS Fitness UK although this is going to be changing very soon I'm I'm going down like because I think because I'm no longer like just fitness like it's a lot more like coaching and holistic and we look at the whole life uh, you know whole life side of things I yeah I will be changing that soon but I don't know when I'm going to take the plunge. Oh, so can you guys go? But if you start following her now, then it will be yeah. RS Fitness UK, right? Yeah. So, um, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you a couple of questions that I ask everyone at the end of the podcast. Um, so here we go. The first question, and it's just going to be a, a, a spitfire answer. You don't have to go deep into it. Or Am I like quick that. fire? Yeah, quick fire. Okay. Let's go. So if you were to give advice to yourself six months ago, knowing what you know now, what would it be? Oh, that's really hard uh oh that's really hard I would say I would say don't give up maybe I don't know in my advice that's really difficult six because you know what like it's like I said to you a minute ago like trying to think about timing six months ago doesn't seem that long ago advice I guess just having belief in yourself like that's the that if you can believe in yourself that will shape your reality so and that is something that I've definitely been working on a lot is just that self-belief I love that and also I mean I'm just trying to think what was happening six months ago and I thought I swear that's you what I mean you, you know if you said oh okay you just got in yeah then don't move house <laughs> <laughs> my advice my advice is do not move house because that is true <laughs> where you are everyone Stay <laughs> where you are amazing okay cool next question so when you were a child what did you want to be when you grew up and why although you did touch on this today yeah actually you know what though that was only when I started to hit sort of 10 11 before that I had two things I first of all wanted to be a vet's nurse and then I secondly wanted to be a teacher. And actually, whenever I think back to this, like 
of like what, what I wanted to be when I grew up like it doesn't surprise me that I'm in the job that I'm in now because part yeah. of what I do is teaching and educating and helping people understand things but then the mm-hmm. other part which relates to kind of like the vets not, not that I work with animals but <laughs> that it's that caring nurturing side of it and so that it doesn't surprise me that they were they were like the first two things I remember like making little homework books for pretend people I mean <laughs> I think I had issues but <laughs> like and I also really adore animals and I thought you know I wanted to care and so there's that both of those elements are in what I do now yeah I love that it gives away honestly our childhood stuff gives away so many clues so many clues so all right is there anything that you're currently working on in the background that you'd be happy to share with our audience today now we can get an exclusive if you've got anything you've not shared. You know what? I've not actually got any kind of like exclusive, like no one knows about this. I <laughs> I had a podcast last year, but then that kind of fell down by the wayside when we were like moving house and stuff like that. So that will be coming back. And that's very much like on all sorts of topics like fitness, uh, just uh, mindset stuff on motivation, on relationship with food, body image. So that will be coming back soon. I keep saying it and I've got so many topics that I want to talk about but again it's just making that time and and I guess I this is just an example I have made the time to do this because it was important that I you know connected with you and did this with you it was it was important for me so I think yeah the podcast will be coming back at some point but then the other thing that's not really kind of um, under the radar is just my coaching business and I've had a huge shift with the way I do things in my coaching business especially this year taking on a lot of advice and learning and and so with I kind of had a massive rebrand of everything rather than it just being like online coaching. It was, I've now created the Rise and Flourish project, which is like a four phase framework to help people who are stuck with yo-yo dieting or have prioritized their business or their career above their health, go through this process of being able to achieve whatever physique goal that they have but also protect their relationship with food potentially improve their relationship with food we work on body image we work on mindset because a lot of the people that I have worked with and continue to work with it's not a knowledge thing it's uh overcoming mindset blocks thing so we do that a lot within the coaching program and we go all the way through these four phases and then at the end the last phase is all about teaching people to maintain the results that they have achieved while still living their life and this is one of the biggest things that I see is a struggle for most people they can reach a fat loss goal or they can you know stick to a certain exercise regime for you know a couple of months but it's being able to maintain those results long term that a lot of people struggle with so we work on that in the final phase so yeah that's kind of where I'm at where can we find you right where's the best way so if you if you are going to change your name but now I don't think I'm going to change it in the next month so hopefully (laughs) if you're still in 2022 it's RS Fitness UK um but if we are in 2023 it will be Rachel Saunders coaching nobody take that actually someone's going to take that and then hold that ransom no no don't worry (laughs) just be quick yeah get it so quick this is true well thank you so much um I'll leave it there I mean I could ask you questions all day Rach like obviously don't worry there's going to be a podcast voice message coming your way very soon probably (laughs) because we've not spoken up um honestly I've really loved having you on here and I feel like it's just a breath of fresh air I think there's a lot of people listening who will get a lot of value from what you said in terms of awareness habits um, looking after yourself and, and some of that psychology that comes along with it as well because I don't think I think sometimes we view ourselves as animals and just oh I can't help it that's just me where actually we do have the power of being self-aware and that self-awareness can massively shape how our life looks so thanks so much for giving us your insight on thank that thank you for having me on I feel like we dotted about all over the place and we know, and know. So many, like rabbit holes you could go down you always have to just control yourself but thank you so much I've really enjoyed coming on and chatting I'm glad amazing well thanks everyone for listening Uh, there'll be more episodes coming and as I said there will be some more sort of collaboration episodes so yes you'll still get me chatting away and being a bit of a chatterbox but also I'll be inviting some incredible guests on and they'll be giving your perspective on things that they're working on some of the goals and to get you inspired and motivated as well but if you've got any questions of course my dms are always open feel free to drop me a message enjoy the rest of your day it's an incredible day to have an incredible day and I'll catch up with you guys soon bye